Hello, fam. Welcome to Rise Up with Riri. Today, we're not doing any edits, no do-overs. No, this is not scripted at all. Uh, as you can hear, we got some background noises. Who's that? Is that you, Corey? Is that you? Brilliance, can you hear me? Yeah, I can you cry. Oh, okay, good. All right. I just would ask that you would mute your phone when you're not talking, because I'm hearing a lot of feedback okay. in the mic. Um, today is March 12, 2022, my baby's birthday. Uh, he would have turned 35 years old today. And right now, it's snowing like crazy here in Western Maryland. And the cats that I know, he would have still celebrated and had his birthday. He would have found a way to go out here and have a celebration, even in the snow. Okay, he would have continued to watch the weather, and he would say, "It's going, it's going, it's going to stop. It's going to stop." <laughs> Y'all know that's right. Y'all know that's right. I got my family in here in the background. They acting like they don't have a voice, but. Um, Y'all know Kevin would have did that. But today, I'm devoting today's podcast to my son's beautiful life. He he wasn't perfect by a long shot, but he, it was, he had a beautiful life in the way that he used it to impact others. And the beautiful thing about that is that he didn't even realize the extent of his impact on the lives of others. And... I, I found that out myself when he passed away uh, last year, October 21st. Um, and even before that, uh, when we were post up on social media, all the outpouring of love and everybody who would uh, call and send text messages and give stories and, and tell about, you know, how he was out in these streets. And as a parent, you know, you're always curious as to whether or not the manners and, you know, the way you raise your kid and uh, the good sense you gave your children, whether or not they apply it when they're out there in the streets. And you, you want to know, were your boys rude? Did, did they hold the door for the elderly? Things like that. And um, to hear the stories and the comments and the feedback and, and the calls and all the love people called me with and shared with me just blew my mind. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we did something right with my baby. So we were going to have a uh, celebration. We were going to have a balloon release. And we it is snowing cats and dogs out here in Western Maryland. So we had to cancel that. So I'm like, oh, no, I, I got to still celebrate my baby. So I decided that, I, you know, I tossed and turned through the night and I said, I'm going to do my podcast because I, you know, this I normally do the podcast. This is my third one. And I said, you know what? I'm going to uh, celebrate my baby with this third po uh, podcast. and I'm going to invite his friends and I'm going to have them on and have them share about Kevin uh, that part, that piece of Kevin that they had that I didn't have access to, I want to hear about it because just hearing these stories and hearing the memories from other people, it helps me and my family to heal. And hopefully someone else, when they hear the podcast, it'll help them as well. So I got a few folk on. 
um, prayerfully everybody was able to connect. Um, I have uh, a few friends that Kevin uh, met out in the in the music out there DJing and out in that world uh, that I didn't get a chance to be a part of. Um, first up, we're gonna have uh, Corey, DJ Windy City. You there, baby? Um, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if my microphone was on or not, but I'm here. That's oh, okay. Oh, was that a little one I was hearing? Yes, that is my baby, my ten month old. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell me about her, him. She is. Oh my goodness, she is a ball of energy. Um, funny, What's her name? Her her name is Zuri. Oh, um, that's beautiful. Funny story is actually when she was baking in in mommy's tummy. Um, <laughs> I was around Kevin uh, a little bit. I think I want to say maybe right after we decided on what her name was going to be. Mm. Um, so me, Kevin, my uh, my fiance, we had gone to brunch. Um, we had gone to brunch and everything, and we were just we were talking, you know, kids and life and everything else. And um, I, I wish she had gotten a chance to be around him because Kevin's energy mm. is just amazing. Um, wow. You know, I know you you began the podcast by saying you know he was he wasn't perfect by any means, and, and nobody is. Mm -hmm. But for me to have known Kevin just the short amount of time that I knew him, I really have no, um, I have no negative experiences with Kevin. Um, the first time we met. Yeah, was, how did y'all meet? Okay, so the first time we met, it was during during that COVID period where um, all of DC nightlife was shut down. Mm -hmm. And the only places that were open, you had to go to, you know, Maryland or Virginia. And I had an opportunity to work at a place called Twist Lounge during that time. And that's in that's in Virginia. And, you know, I'm working at Twist Lounge and I'm trying to build up and I, I'm with a group of DJs. So, you know, I'm like, man, nobody's working right now. Let me try to get guys in, you know, when I whenever I can. Mm -hmm. And I'm there one night at Twist and I had another DJ on. I wanted I, I think it was maybe DJ Schemes. And Kevin was there mm. and he walks up on the stage and he's like, yo, you're DJ Windy City, man. People been telling me about you. Yo, <laughs> I, I love you, bro. You DJ just like, like me, like I love it. <laughs> and from that point, man, I'm like, I'm like, yo, who is this? He was like, oh, my bad. Yo, I'm Kevin Bontello. And I had heard the name before, just like he had heard Windy City, yeah. but you know, I had not, I had never met him. So from that point on, you know, we it, it was just a vibe. And, you know, my fiance was like, yeah, I've been knowing Kevin for years. So she had a relationship with him before, you know, before I knew who he was. Mm. And he would come, he would come to Twist Lounge maybe once a week, you know, and he's like, yo, I, yo, throw me in a rotation. I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to work, man. I know it's hard for everybody. And I'm like, I got you, I got you. So we're there, we're there one night. This is maybe a couple weeks later. And we were all just having fun. But it was about four or five of us DJs just having fun. Mm -hmm. And we were going song for song. So I would play a song. Then Skins would play a song. 
then Kevin would come back behind and play a song, and it was like it, it was just an incredible vibe. It may have been maybe thirty people there that night, but it didn't matter. We were having fun. Yeah. And just actually seeing him DJ for the first time, I was like, yeah, this dude has that passion. Like he has that passion, that yes, drive. Yes, he did. You know, um, and it was just it was just a mutual respect between the two of us just from the music and DJing aspect. Mm-hmm. And so carrying on from there, uh, Kevin wound up getting a couple opportunities to DJ some other spots in Virginia. So I would go out and see him. Then he would come, you know, return the favor, come see me. And he started DJing at this spot called Society in Waldorf. And he was like, yo, I want you to come check out this spot. It's dope. We got free range DJing you know, X, Y, and Z. So I go, I see Kevin like two or three times mm-hmm. at Society in Waldorf. And I'm like, man, yes, this is like, you know, this is this is the type of DJing that I want to do. And he was just impressed, just as impressed with how I DJ as I was with him. He would be like, yo, he'd be like, yo, I wouldn't have ever thought to put those two songs together, but yeah, yo, you got it. And then I would listen to him and I'd be like, man, this dude is dope, like, yeah. you know. Wow. Um, so that can, I mean, um, probably the the springtime, the springtime of last year. Like I said, we had we had gone to brunch, and me and Kevin had conversations about DJing that we both had. Um, you know, we had frustrations with DJing in this area because it it's hard to be a loner and to try to. Yeah you know, break onto the scene here because everybody is kind of clicked up in the nightlife industry here. And that's all he used to complain about, too. Yeah. And so when he was speaking, I'm like, bro, I I fully understand what you're saying. Like, it's, you know, it's tough. And we knew people like, you know, we both know, you know, the Quicksilvers, the schemes, that everybody else that's kind of in that position. And I'm like, we both were like, yo, we just want to, we just want to get there. I know, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so, um, but y'all, know. y'all are there. He was there and y'all were there. And that was the thing that I had a problem with, with Kevin. Kevin didn't realize how far he was in. Kevin did not realize it until I, I want to say it was maybe like March or April of last year. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I like, I, I see you, man. You doing it. Like, <laughs> You know, we breaking onto the scene, and he was like, "Nah, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but we gonna get there." And mm. I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, man, you're right." And so DC opened back up. I wound up getting some spots, and then I found out, you know, that Kevin was in the hospital. Yeah. And and I was like, I'm like that, you know that 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 was a blow for me because we had talked about, hey, this summer. Me and you, we just going to tag team, man, and we just going to start, you know, just going to places and, and taking over and just doing our thing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and, um, you know, I talked to him a little bit while he was in the hospital that first time, you know, just checking on him. Hey, right, doing and everything. And maybe a few weeks later, he was like, yeah, they're, they're sending me home. They said I can go home. I'm good. And I'm like, you, like you're, you're good, good? And he was like, yeah, I'm about to start doing these parties. Matter of fact, I don't even want to mess with trying to break in with promoters no more. I want to start throwing my own events. Like, yep. Kevin had got to that point 
where he wanted to start curating and creating his own atmosphere at his own events. He was right there, Corey, because he was talking to me about it. He was right at the tip of it. I know. And we planned, we had planned an event for 4th of July that it didn't, it didn't kind of catch. So he was like, I'm going to push it back till, I want to say he said August. It was supposed to be August sometime around there. Wow. And he was like, look, I'm going to leave it to you to decide, you know, what, what DJs we're going to work this event. And I just need you to be able to like be in charge of keeping the energy, keeping the energy going. Like, you know, this is really, this is the start. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can do that. That's easy. And, <laughs> you know, just as I'm, you know, I'm gathering folks. I'm like, Hey, you know, you want to, you want to DJ? Like we got this, this pool party event that's about to pop off. And I had got like three or four other DJs. And um, that's when I found out probably a week or so um, after that he had gone back into the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and before, uh, yeah. And before we go that deep, I, I want to ask a question about you and Kevin mm-hmm. as far as uh, the Kevin you first met and, the, you know, and the Kevin you got to know were they one and the same. Meaning, did you pursue? Yeah, absolutely. Uh Kevin was as a genuine person as I can think of. Like, I mean, just his his whole like aura Mm -hmm. when when Kevin was around, it it lifted like it lifted your spirits. You know, (laughs) his smile, his laugh. We joke and laugh about (laughs) about like anything. But like I said, we had so much in common, especially when it came to music and how we wanted to DJ. And, you know, we didn't want to do any parties where we were restricted to, you know, one genre or another. Right. Um, Yeah. Prior prior to COVID, I was doing parties where, I mean, I was DJing 10, 11 hours straight. Mm. And Kevin was that type of DJ, too, where he could DJ. 10 hours straight and not repeat one song (laughs) and still be able to have you know people who were there that was just like partying we wanted to give people that that feel good vibe right you know and bring that back to to partying and like i said once we connected on that level that it was everything else was easy easy behind that oh so, Corey, what what do you what's the one thing you miss about Kevin? The one thing I miss about Kevin. Can I can I really <laughs> can I really can I really um just designate one thing? Let me see. Just his like his his brightness, his spirit. There mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. His overall spirit. Yeah. Um, I, I missed that. It was big. It was it, big. It was. Yeah. Wow. You you got me. You got me full, but I ain't gonna let you break me. <laughs> you got me full. I tell you, it's the truth. We got some others joining us. I wanna uh, uh, do a roll call and make sure they're on. Uh, based on my phone, I got uh, Rico. You there? Teasy, Tanisha. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Brilliance, you in the house? I'm still here. 
Okay, <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> thank I first want to thank y'all for uh you know agreeing to be a part of this Kevin's birthday celebration. Um, I just wanted to take this time just to hear it because just hearing y'all talk about Kevin and uh, the way he impacted your life is just, y'all don't know what it's doing for me and my family that's sitting around with me right now. Uh, I want to hear from you, TZ, Tynesha. Your your handle is TZ on Instagram, so I call you TZ, baby. Um, <laughs> you and, and let me say this to everybody that's listening. This is my new family. I have Kevin has given me hundreds of people in, in my new family. And I am loving every bit of it. These beautiful people have connected with us, just sending all kinds of love and texts and just being supportive. And I, I, I'm never going to let it go. I'm never going to let it go. And TZ, you were one of the ones that reached out and, you know, you came out to the home, uh, home going celebration. And I, that's where I met you for the first time. And you've just been connected ever since. And I feel like I've been knowing you forever. And you're just a sweetie pie. How did you and Kevin meet? And I don't care how y'all met. Don't hold that back. Because <laughs> I got a feeling. How y'all meet, baby? Um, <laughs> um so don't be shy. I, oh, no. <laughs> Please don't be shy. I'm serious. Please just just share, babe. I don't just share. Yeah. Um. So I met Kevin. I went out. We were supposed to go to my sister and I. We were supposed to go to this. Uh, called um dirty martinis yeah and um that place it was under i guess some they had some type of fixings that neither happened with the building and so they switched it from dirty martinis to another restaurant i guess which was a food few called bistro bistro mm -hmm. and so we i went there and we went we actually went on my sister's birthday to celebrate her birthday and we happen to be sitting by the DJ setup, like where the DJs, you know, do their thing. And I, so I love music and I'm always up dancing. It, it don't matter where it's at, what kind of music it is. I just got to feel about And Kevin, he was DJing. And I was like, that's my song, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went up to him and you know i took out my phone and was like you know can i record you and he let me record him and you know i was listening to him play and dancing and i was like yo he, he a good dj <laughs> music so I, a little after a while and this is what surprised me i guess when we see the djs doing their thing that we don't think of all the other things um that they could that they can do Mm -hmm. So after, you know, I recorded his set and, you know, just hanging around the area or whatever, um, he actually was, I saw him with his camera taking pictures. And I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't he just DJing? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, he could so, do it a lot. Yeah, so I saw him, you know, he was everywhere, just all around. And I felt as if he knew everyone in the place. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so... He got a, a big following, I see. It's just everybody like, yo, Kevin, DJ, and play this and play this while he was 
out taking the pictures and he walked up to me and he was like, you know, um, can you send, can you, you know, at me on Instagram? And he asked me, did I have a Facebook? And he was like, you, can you post it on Facebook too? And I give you my handle and everything. And then you can just put it there. And I'm like, well, I have Instagram and Snapchat. He's like, what? Why you ain't got Facebook? Like, what's wrong with you? Who don't got a Facebook? And I'm like, I mean, I got one. I just don't get on it. But I can, I can, I can shout you out on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we switched handles. And, you know, even from there, I guess, you know, hearing out, you know, around with him taking pictures, we just had small talk. And I happened to step away because I was getting ready to leave. I was leaving my sister and my friends behind. And he, you know, he just really came up and asked me if he could walk with me and talk with me. And, of course, we walked and talked. And he, you know, he said, you know, I don't want your number. And I'm used to guys, like, you know, just asking straight up, you know, can I take you out? Can I have your number? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, what is this turning into? Okay. <laughs> and I had to profile him because I'm like, hold on. He don't really seem the, the type, you know, the press type. So I'm like, okay, cool. And off the break, us just walking to the car, I just feel like we started talking about so much stuff outside of the club. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like someone I don't even know and this conversation is going far beyond, you know, just the music and DJing and being inside of the club. Yeah. So I felt connected off the break, but I still had my eyes open. Y'all, I'm still side-eyeing <laughs> That's right. I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see how this play out. And really, he told me, he was like, you know, I don't even want your number. We exchange Instagrams. You know, I just want to have a great time. And if we can have a great time with each other, then you know, that's all I'm asking for. Nothing too serious. That's so I said, I, you know, I don't really hear people who say that often. So, you know, I took them up on it. We exchanged Instagrams. And I said, yo, you didn't ask me for my number, but I'll, I'll let you know. No. Anything you, you know, follows a link up. Instagram. And so, so from there, I think maybe two weeks later, he wrote me. And um, when he wrote me, he was asking me to link up, like to hang out. And I was like, you know, I got some events to go to with my family. And he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, after him writing me a few times, he posted a picture of me on his page on his store. And it was mm-hmm. one of the pictures that he shot at the brunch. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. So I was like, oh, thanks for posting it. And he sent it to me. And he said, now did I grab your attention? <laughs> and I said, oh, but that one is so perfect. I really just want to tell you I appreciate you because it was a nice right. picture. Yeah. And from there, he invited me out. And he said, Why are you acting so light skinned? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, Why, How am I acting so light skinned? Hold on now. He said, Because I've been Ooh. trying to link up with you and you just been like, I'm, I'm busy. Like, you gave me that vibe. Like, I'm busy. I, I don't got time for you. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? What's the link up? We gonna link up, chat up a bit. We gonna see what this about. Mm-hmm. So we linked. We actually linked up at um. It's called Chicha Lounge. Okay. 
and I'm not even sure if that's open anymore, but I know we linked up and straight when I walked through the door, this man, I mean, he had his laptop out. You know, you could tell he was real focused. Mm-hmm. And even though he asked to link up with me, one thing I respected was his his hustle. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that even with him just trying to link up the talk and get to know me, it was just, you know, I can multitask and do both of these things at the same time. Oh, yeah. He had that gift for sure. Oh, yes, for sure. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, Mr. Lightskin, you know, since you want to throw that out there. <laughs> and, you know, I could, you know, from there, it just been great vibes, you know, just mm-hmm. to me showing him, showing me his website and, you know, showing me, you know, his merchandise and, Everything about what he did and told me how, you know, DJing has always been something he wanted to do since he was younger. He actually, you know, came out and told me that, you know, I didn't want to play football. I didn't want to do these things, you know, DJing. You know, I felt I fell in love with, you know, the way DJing is spinning and everything that came with it. You know, he felt like that was his lane mm-hmm. and he felt like he didn't want to be sidetracked about it. And you know when I when you know when you hear people talk about things that you know oh I want to do this I want to do that I want to do this I you know I caught on to the fact that it was him in that very moment that I was like okay you know I don't know his age yet and I'm gonna pick his brain later but right now from what I can see you know he's very driven and yeah him just coming out and sharing that with me I'm like. Okay, you know, it wasn't just about trying to mingle. It was more so of him feeling the need to tell his story and and what it was that got him into DJing and the importance of it to him and his life and how he, you know, wanted to grow up and, you know, be there and give back to you all, your parents, because he did bring you guys up. Mm -hmm. He brought his daughter up and he just went from there. And he also, he brought up his sister. And, you know, he was just saying, you know, I don't know where this going to go because this is the first time we're hanging out. But he said, I hope that even <laughs> from this first little get together, you know, I could see that you're someone that, you know, I could take serious. And from there, it just been complete. It was complete bliss. I mm. I feel like, you know, from that moment, yeah. it started to him, you know, inviting me out to um 1942 and then it was unity lounge and then it was vivid lounge and you know i'll come out here and then and he'll say only you you just come <laughs> wow and so i'll come out and then you know yeah I, I had to show him that i didn't need nothing free from you right i felt like he was looking for that in me to see if you know sometimes when you had when you I guess when females link up with DJs and you know that club life, you want to pick the brains a little bit and see mm-hmm. what you're really about, what you're really here for. Mm-hmm. And ever since we met up at Teacher Lounge, I made it my business that every time we went out, when he would invite me out and he would already be at the club, I would go to the bar, I would order my hookah, I would order my drink, mm-hmm. and I would go and meet him and greet him and hug on him. Because it was one thing that attracted me to him from the jump, and that was those bed hugs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lord. He gave the best hugs. Oh, yes. I'm like, come on. Why are yes. you so tight? Yeah. And, you know, he was into the hug. Oh, yeah. He and was. 
it, it, I just, I just was like, you like a teddy bear. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. it feels so comforting. That's so beautiful so, to hear. That is yeah. so beautiful to hear because Kevin, he made everybody feel like they was the only one. Like, mm-hmm. his, you know what I'm saying? He just made yes. you feel special. He, you know, he had a lot of friends, uh-huh. and, but he made each person feel special in their in you know in their own way and I love that about him and I'm trying to figure out how he found the time to develop all these deep meaningful relationships because he gave everybody all of him I mean (laughs) you know what I'm saying he gave you all of who he was Uh he he just did and that that's just a beautiful thing man I tell you my baby I miss him so uh because he he so he always talked about wanting to settle down too and and, you know. th- and that's another thing. Like when, yeah. every time I went out, he would always say, Why why you why did you buy a hookah and drink? Like I, I got that. Like you don't come out your pockets. And I'm like, no, because I'm gonna show you I'm a woman that can pay mm-hmm. her own bill and I'm I not just out right. for the free. Yeah. If I'm gonna be getting to know you and, 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 and you know, even at that time we didn't put a title on things, it was just, you know, we were enjoying each other's time. It went back to what he said in the in the beginning, which was I just want to have a good time. We never spoke about whether I'd say on in the third month of us talking, it was already like, um, okay, so what's going on with titles? And I think that was, I think he went out of town to DJ somewhere and he had asked me to go and I was just like, mm, taking my time. And it was, it, it's one thing that he never liked. I said, you are, you're so stubborn. You you want to get everything you want and you moving too fast. Just slow down. And he will always tell me, you know, I'm ready hyper to girl. settle down. And, hyper. You know, I have a daughter. You know, I have plans. I want to give back to my family. You know, like, this is just it right here. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But at some point, we still got to move. You know, let me move at my pace. Mm-hmm. And it went from you know, us hanging out to, I noticed that every time we would hang out, you know, it would be me coming to the club and, you know, us, me just sitting there catching a vibe with him. But always after the club scene, it'll always be him having me out four or five in the morning. I'm like, um, <laughs> Kevin, I do have to go to work. Okay. I, I'm, you know, I'm not yeah. like you yet. Okay. Yeah, and, Kevin would kill me for oh, what I'm yes. about to say, but he did move fast with the with the women. Yes. Once he found somebody that he <laughs> he really loved or cared for, hey, he's ready hey. to put a ring on it and everything. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, and I rem- and it was a time uh, it was at 1942, and he was like, "I want to introduce you to my sister. She's gonna be here tonight." And I was like, "Wow!" Mm. Like I was like, "Okay, that." I was a little nervous. I was like, we really ain't put a title on it. <laughs> and, but, you know, because I'm like, I, I I think for me as a woman, yeah. when I meet families or any mm-hmm. anybody, I think that's something very, you know, special. And so for me, I was and, like. And that was, and if he did that and was ready to do that, let me tell you, you were special to him. And, yeah, <laughs> because Kevin don't bring. Kevin did not bring a lot of women home. He oh, did not. Yeah. He knew better, um, because I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm gonna respect you, but you're gonna yeah. see in my mood that it's like, girl, come on now. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Look, you you somebody else been here too. Yeah. But let me say this, mm-hmm. Kevin. You know he comes from parents who've been married thirty plus years, so he has that example, and that's mm-hmm. what he knows. So every little girlfriend, he just ready to oh, settle down. Yes. <laughs> and, and I tell you, during our, many of our conversations, yeah, whenever he would talk about a relationship, he will always take it back to his roots, which was you all. Mm. And mm-hmm. it'll always be how, you know, the longevity of you and your husband's relationship and how you raise um, your family. And he just was like, you know, you remind me of my mom. One day we were in the club and he were de- he was DJing. And he was like, can I ask you a serious question? And I said, yeah, all your questions are pretty serious. I'm, I'm getting where you want. What's, what's the question? And his question was, would you go to church with me? Hmm. And I said, I will. I want to be spiritually fed. And he said, wow, I like that. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. and I, you know, for me, it was uh, it was an eye opener, and it, it scared the heck out of me because I was like, "Wow, he's serious. He talking wow. serious business." He- did we lose Teasy? You're breaking up, baby. You can you hear me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would just watch him, and I'm like, oh, but what is it? And I asked him, because I started, once I started to catch feelings, and things started to excel, you know, and he asked more and more questions mm-hmm. day by day. I'm like, well, when are we going to have a date outside the club? So he was like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm laughing. Yeah, I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, I'm not no, I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm always the catcher vibe. But when, when okay. it's gonna be like a day, I need a debt. I need yeah. I need time yeah. outside of that. And you know, even yeah. after the club, we will always go to we would go our place was the diner of Adams Morgan. And we would go there and we would just sit and talk. And when the bill comes, I said, I got the bill. And he would look at me funny like females don't pay the bill. He like, I'm telling you. He like just come on in, Cheesy. Come mm. on in, my arms. <laughs> Cheesy, and... what's the what's the what's the thing that you miss most about Kevin? Uh, I miss his heart. I miss. I believe it or not, the stubbornness because I used to get so angry with him, but he I can never stay mad at him so long. And for that, mm-hmm. that just showed me how much of an impact he had on my life as, you know, someone who, you know, was interested in me and, you know, with every, every, all, every little moment that we shared, I'm just going to always, you know, miss the part of him that was so soft and, you know, even that stubborn part of him, I'm going to mm. miss it all. Yes, 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 yes. Very much. Mm. Oh yeah. Wow. That was good. That mm. was good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Brilliance, you still there, baby? Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you for hanging on. I, this is some good conversation for me and the family. It. I love just, it. Just oh my gosh, just hearing about our boy, you know, <laughs> just I'm getting full, grieving the soul. <laughs> I understand. 
Ah, grieving is so unpredictable. Uh, I, I woke to be honest with y'all. I woke up this morning and I started going through all these pictures, and I was getting sad, but I still had joy in my heart. But I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm glad that I did because y'all talking is really lifting up my spirit. Really lifting up my spirit. Oh, we had the opportunity to uh, go to a movie that my baby was featured in, and the and I have the the director producer, the star, the everything of the movie online, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brilliance himself. Yeah. Brilliance, thank you, baby. Hey, thank you hey. for stopping in. Thank you for stopping in. Anytime. Um, Anytime. thank you uh for having my, my son in that movie. The the very good work. Thank you for inviting us. You made us feel so special. Uh, yeah, you had something to say? Because oh, um, the name of the movie, uh, Brilliance, because I just had a a my uh uh a brain freeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's affliction, love collision. Affliction, love collision. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, how did that happen? I'm gonna tell you because Kevin called me Mm -hmm. and he was so excited about this movie. He called me, he said, Mama, be in a movie, I'm gonna be in a movie. (laughs) And he 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 called me from the set. He's so excited, he was down there DJing. Yeah, and I I was like, All right, baby. And you know, (laughs) I, I just thought he was just talking. Right. <laughs> but then this movie that came out. Yeah. <laughs> How you know Kevin Brilliance? I've known Kevin for, for, for years and it's hard to day back because you know Kevin one of them, them them people that you can meet yesterday and feel like you know him a while, you know. So it's hard to kind of date back to when, but it was it was been a w- little while now. We actually met in the actual club to where he was DJing at. And he was he would like DJ with the promotion team at that time. I was having, you know, we was having uh some kind of event or whatever it was. But long story short, we uh that's how we met, and then from there on, it's been, you know, years over us linking up, getting together while we be in the club or outside the club. It's been it's, it's it was a long road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kevin, is, Kevin is one of like I said, is one of those people where you can just instantly meet him and you just. You're attached to him. You're drawn to him. That's that's how he was. You know, what I mean, that's how that's how he is. So, you know, um, I'm hearing the stories from the other people on the line that I I, I don't. These are hundred percent true because that's how Kevin is. Like, I can understand where you guys, how you guys know him, and that's how I pretty much met him. Like, he, he he's drawn to him. So, mm. um, Kevin is just one of those people, man, and. and if I, I heard you ask a lot of questions about, you know, what you miss about Kevin, you know, Kevin as a whole, but the man was just so talented. Like that's, that's what I miss about him a lot because the talent and <clears throat> what draw me to him a lot was the fact that he loved what he was doing. Yes, he did. So to go to your actual question is how he get into the involved in the movie is I wanted to capture Kevin in his natural element of something he loved to do. Mm-hmm. And he definitely loved to DJ. You know, I could have put Kevin in, a, in another, another role to show some acting skills, and stuff, <laughs> you know, because he had them, you know. But I, I felt like he, he was best in his natural element because what DJs do this for, and, and, and I know because I hang around a lot of DJs, 
They like to make people, they like emotion. Emotion and DJing goes one and one. They like to make people dance. They like to make people feel good. Mm-hmm. That was Kevin. He embodied that. Yeah. He embodied trying to make people feel good from, from the hugs, from, you know, just being around people, from whatever it was he did. He tried to make people feel good. Yeah, he did. And that's just what it is. And even till this day, he's still making people feel good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yes, he is. So it, it, I tried to capture that the best way I could in my film. And the crazy thing is, I never, I didn't, I didn't ask Kevin. I didn't even ask Kevin to be in the movie. So no. my brother, how this happened was my brother, uh, DJ Flav, who was working at Twist at the time, and I actually filmed in Twist, filmed the actual movie in Twist Lounge. And he told me that he had a DJ that would be better fit than him. And I said, who is it? He said, Kevin. Kevin, DJ Kevin Bartel. I said, oh, that's my bro. And I didn't even know at that time. <laughs> so I'm looking at Kevin. I said, yeah, of course Kevin can do it. Yes, he can do it. So that's how that worked out. And it wasn't wow. that. That's how, it wasn't how, like I wasn't thinking that Kevin would do it. It's just so much was going on and somebody had already committed to doing it, but say he had somebody better than him to do it. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. And it ended up being Kevin. So that 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 right there showed me that, you know, other people as well as myself saw the talent and uniqueness in Kevin. Amen. And that's a thing I learned too from Kevin um, as a DJ. I learned about the DJ community. It's a very tight knit community. You know, they yes. they yeah, them y'all DJs or you don't DJ, but um, Corey, y'all stick together. Y'all stick together. Yeah, we do. Definitely do. <laughs> I love it. That's a I great thing it. about it, man. Like everybody, especially in this area, but everybody knows somebody, just one person off. You know, you know the saying that just one person off. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> like I say, he didn't even know I knew Kevin, but I've known Kevin for years, and that's my brother. So that's what I'm saying. So that's how he ended up getting into it. And my biggest thing was. Kevin, actually, like, I fought myself for a whole year. There was a whole bunch of things that went along with this this movie as well in the background that the reason y'all are seeing it now when it should have came out last year. But yeah. honestly, 2022-22 was a good time for it to come out. That's what I was going to say. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. again, it, should, it was supposed to come out last year. So I'm not fighting any reasons why it didn't come out. I'm not doing anything. I'm glad it was out. I'm glad you guys were able to see it. Mm-hmm. But I fought myself for a long time because Kevin was not able to see this movie. Yeah, and he would have loved it, but I let that go because God's timing is perfect. And I'm not fighting it. <laughs> you know? I'm not fighting it. God's timing is perfect. You know not fighting it. Yeah. Because everything came together as it should have come together. And I'm pretty sure if Kevin was was still here, I'm pretty sure he'd still be working working with you and be be working on another level, like you said, even in an acting capacity. Yes. Um, You know, I I know we're talking about Kevin right now, but I I do want to give you a little shine, baby, because I checked your website out (laughs) and I saw your other movie. What's that first movie you made? Uh, You you know the movie. Come on, tell me the name of it. I have, well, my very first film was um, 
Ravens Graves out of Baltimore in uh, 2013. And that was like what I had to love for acting at that point. And I, just I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the one where the little guy was, uh, the, the people was cloned from out prison. Oh, <laughs> oh that one. Okay, yeah. What's the that name was... of that? Okay. You don't even remember yourself. Give me, give me a second. Give me a second. It's called the alliance. It's called the alliance. <laughs> well, anyway, while you think about the name of that movie, I'm going to tell you something. You're a talented brother. I watched that movie, and the storyline is incredible. No, who would have thought about that? Well, we got we got our brothers in jail, and you know when our brothers are in jail, they consider yep. slaves, so you can do whatever you want to do with them. Exactly. They're taking whatever, I don't know, samples of their blood, mm -hmm. urine, whatever, and cloning them and putting them out on the street. Yep. What? Exactly. <laughs> Boy, you better go ahead with that brain. <laughs> So yeah, I was like, yeah, you something special. <laughs> I appreciate special. that. Yeah. And, and, and to go along with that, to go along with that, um, I hear, you know, the others on the line talking about Kevin and you know how talented he was, and even like myself saying it. Um, it was a shame that he how he didn't understand how much of a impact he had until he was gone. Like mm -hmm. the thing is we have to give these people their roses while they're here. Mm. And Help them understand their value while they're here. Say that again, baby. You know what say I mean? that again. That's the truth. So that was the one thing that Kevin struggled with. And I can yeah. say this, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure y'all might have heard him talk about it. And the listeners who know Kevin may have heard Kevin talk about the fact that he didn't feel appreciated. Yeah. Yep. And if he well, he sees it, but if he only was able to get all of what he got. After he passed away, all the love, the uh, appreciation, the attention. Oh, my God. But, you know, God does it the way he wants to do it. Yep. But Kevin never felt that he was appreciated. And I'm like, baby, baby, it's okay. It's okay. Yep. It's okay. Did, is that something that you struggle with, Corey? Yeah. Like I said, me, me, me and Kevin definitely had that like that mutual um you know frustrations with working in this industry because you know you grow up when you're raised by by a you know in a great household and great environment and you're taught that you know hard work pays off hard work and dedication is you know your key to success mm -hmm. and i don't know when kevin you know first started djing i heard um I heard TZ say that, you know, he would talk about that he's always wanted to DJ since he's been younger. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I I didn't. I had other aspirations when I was younger, but I was raised um, in music. So my early days from the time I was 10 all the way up until I was 18, I was in every single band that my school offered. Uh, oh, that was another thing that we connected on. Kevin played drums. And yeah, drums, 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 keyboard. The drums. That's he, that talent, yeah. He was like, when I say I saw myself and Kevin, and I think that's why we connected so quickly and so deeply, because when we, when we started talking to each other about our backgrounds in music, I'm like, yo, yes, I've been playing drums for, for 14, 15 years now. Okay. Like, you know, and so... <laughs> For me, I joined the military straight out of high school. And I was missing that element of music in my life. 
where I wasn't able, like I didn't have that outlet anymore as far as like being in a band. And so um, one of my mentors suggested that I pick up DJing. He was like, it's a real social, you know, activity. You can make a little money on the side and you have a background in music. So you, you probably already got a leg up. And I taught myself how to DJ. The first time that I ever DJed, I was overseas in Japan. And so my expansive knowledge and range in music helped me there because I wasn't just DJing for one. Like I would go to parties and there would be Japanese people, Filipino people, black people, white people, like it, it was mm. everything. And mm -hmm. I had to be able to play to that entire crowd. Now, what we don't, a lot of the times black people don't realize because we're so confined to, you know, mostly the areas that we live in and we don't get to see our impact across the world. You can go to almost any other country and play urban hip hop music from 19 to 2005. Right. And they will be having the best time of their <laughs> lives. That's the truth. Like the songs just came out and they don't mm -hmm. know, they don't know the words, but they'll be mouthing and they'll be dancing to the song. Yeah. And it's just overall like a great vibe. And that's, that's how me and Kevin, you know, found ourselves DJing. Whereas, okay, I see, man, this, this group of people right here came to the club just to look good or, or pop bottles or whatever, but they're just standing around. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I'm gonna make you dance. You didn't. You didn't plan on dancing tonight, but I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna play something that mm -hmm. you can't help it. Like you're not gonna be able to help yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those would be the nights that Kevin would call and say, "Ma, they going crazy." Yes, yes. <laughs> and and that's the difference between somebody that DJs and somebody that is a DJ because you're so passionate about it. Yeah. What makes you happy? is seeing other people react to the music that you're playing mm -hmm. and it, it, and it's almost like they're fighting against it but they can't help it <laughs> right yeah. right and you know once i once i came back i came to dc in 2016 i had dj in australia um japan and the middle east and bahrain and dubai mm. And I came over here with that experience expecting, you know, like the party scene to kind of be the same. And it's it's different everywhere you go, whether you're here or New York or Atlanta or Miami or L.A. It, it's always different. But once you figure out the formula, it's like, OK, it's almost carbon copy. It's a lot of carbon copy DJs out mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. The the Kevin's, those are, you know, the needles in the haystack. Where you're like, yo, I can't believe this dude played, you know, this song right now. But <laughs> I heard it in a minute and this used to be my jet. Like, uh -huh. you know, so, yeah, yeah, we we definitely um shared that kind of, you know, yeah. that shared frustration. Like I said, he got to the point where he's like, yo, I'm going to throw my own parties, you know, bump mm -hmm. all this other, you know, bump all this other noise. Like, you know. And he was very humble about how he moved as well, which is another thing that we shared commonality with. Because it wasn't, oh, yo, what's up? I'm Kevin. I'm Windy City. All right, let us DJ. No, it was always, hey, how you doing? Yo, I heard you're the promoter for such and such. 
I'd like to give you, you know, just I like the opportunity to, you know, DJ for you just so you can hear me out. And the way that he would move about is the same way that I move about. Mm. And, the you know, kind of like the place that I'm at right now, which I, I'm still not there, but just getting that little steam and that recognition to where as people are like, hey, you know, OK, you're Windy City. Yo, I heard you. I heard about you. Can I book you for such and such? It it takes a lot of effort to get there. Yeah. And I re- I I find myself reflecting some days, and I'm like, man, I wish Kevin was still here because we were supposed to do this to like, you know, we had talked about getting to this point together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to do it kind of like on your own it's another thing to do it when you have somebody that has the same passion they're driven just like right. you are you have the same goals and y'all can do it you know y'all can do it together you can actually build um a movement that way mm-hmm. and and that's what he wanted to do and i you know every almost every weekend at the end of the weekend i reflect back on you know the parties that i that i've done and I'm like, man, Kevin would have loved to been at this one. Man, oh, yeah. Kevin would have loved to be at, you know, I got Soulful Saturdays at Lost Society. and I saw that. And I am so grateful for those parties because there's, it's a strict, like, it's an R&B party. And I can play R&B from any era. And, the, you know, the people, the crowd always, already has that expectation. Like, yeah, we're going to Soulful Saturdays. It's not... You know, we're not going here to, you know, specifically like turn up and, you know, look good and just pose or whatever. No, we're going here for an actual vibe. Mm-hmm. And every single time I do that party, it's singing. People are, you know, just just having a good time. And then I'm like, man, Kevin would have absolutely <laughs> loved. He would have you loved it. Man. You know it. Hmm. You know, the crazy thing is that a lot of us think that we can do this on our own. And once you have that mentality, as, as I'm hearing you say, um, he's supposed to be here to do it together. And you understand, as well as Kevin understood, that you can't do this alone. Nah, you can't. You know what I mean? You can't do this alone. And, you know, a lot of times we have that mentality where I don't need anybody to do this. I want to do it on my own. It doesn't work that way. The world doesn't work that way. You need somebody to help you get to that place you want to go. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, it, it, depending on what his idea of success was, will be the reason he's doing it, whether it's for his family, his daughter, the money, the fame, whether it was he has the he had an idea of success. Yeah. And it's funny you should say that because Kevin's, I don't, I'm not pretty sure I understood Kevin's idea of success. Right. But as far as I was concerned, I'm like, baby, you already successful. You have already gotten to that place that you think you haven't gotten. Exactly. And I don't think he understood that about himself. And I don't know if it was a number. It probably was. You know, like a crowd number or what. But baby it's not about the crowd number so much so as what i'm hearing from everybody who has been in connect been connected to kevin it wasn't about no number it was about how you made the people feel yeah but he didn't know that he didn't know that and i just wish he knew that 
Right. But it's okay. He hearing it now. He hearing it now, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then success ain't about dollar amount. It's not, it's not to, to to me, it's not about success and money don't equate. They're not equate. They don't equate to each other. So my and, thing and when is, I said number, I was talking about crowd number. Right, too. right, crowd. Yeah, but you, I, I, yeah. Right. I know what you meant. Uh-huh. But my thing was if that was the case as well, that was that shouldn't have been it either. You know what I mean? Right. You got to look at your gift. His gift was even even one I I, ste- I stepped up with him on uh Silver Spring when he was doing when he was playing the drums one night outside of Silver Spring. Mm. You um, were there? I was there that night. And the craziest thing was, I, I'm going. It was a lot of white people out there, you know. So I'm yeah. saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it was crazy because, you know, just hearing them do that outside and. That was the first time I seen him play the drums. That was the first time I actually seen him play the drums. <laughs> but the second time I actually seen him play the drums was at AC Lounge when he would do the DJ slash band slash whatever it was. Oh yeah, at AC Lounge, and I, 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 I popped up on him a, a couple times up there doing that, and I was like, oh, he has something here to be doing that, and like, taught himself too. Yeah, he has something. Mm-hmm. This man would be. Smoking hookah and and, and 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 playing drums at the same time. I said, mad about oh, that part. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look. I'm, I'm gonna tell it all. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It I know yeah. it all. But he, you know, he he definitely had a talent. Like he he, the music was there. It was in him. The music is definitely in him. You know, just like uh, DJ said. He said, uh, you know, he played a lot of songs that people ain't heard of in a while, mm-hmm. and that was definitely his thing. Like I honestly never heard. Kevin played a song twice. Like I've been in the club with him all night, and never heard him play a song twice. If you hadn't got to the club while he ain't play a song, you just wasn't hearing that song. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even if it was the hottest song, you just wasn't hearing it. Yeah, he wasn't gonna play it again. Yeah, he had a diverse yeah. mix, and he, yep. he had a diverse crowd. Just like right. you said, uh, you know, when he was playing drums, and it was a lot of white people out there. Yeah, Kevin did a lot of uh, gigs and clubs where it was all white audiences. Exactly. He would send me pictures and, and everybody rocking and like, my look. I was like, okay. okay. I'm like, what are you playing though? And, you know, he, he would pull it out of his hat. It, the music they they like. And what? he was able to connect to whomever, different audiences. Exactly. And, yeah, he was very talented with that in that regard. That was his gift right there. To bring, he, like To me, that I feel like that was his gift to, to make people feel good. Like, in any aspect of his music, his 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 talents and everything. That to me, that's Kevin to me. Mm-hmm. That's Kevin to me. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's a great gift to have because, as you say, he has a lot of relationships with these people. Past him not being here anymore, you can tell that that was his gift. One of his gifts because he made people actually really feel good with him and yeah, about themselves. You know, yes, so. he did. He was able to do that, and I, yeah, he established a lot of relationships, and he did that. He made people feel so special, and I'm I'm hearing that. And it, wow, I didn't know all this. And you know, as much as Kevin did share with me, Kevin still was private. You know, he didn't tell business yeah. his business about the relationships that he had with people out in the streets and his friends out in the streets. So to hear. The impact and how things were were it's like wow, 
All this was happening. When you were sitting in my house during Thanksgiving or whatever, just texting on the phone, all that, you was building and establishing relationships. <laughs> like, boy, put that phone down. Put that phone down. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing just to hear y'all talk in this regard. It really is. It really is. Oh, my gosh. So um, we've been on the phone for, for, for a minute here, but I know y'all been blessing me. And my family is here, and they listening, and they've been in and out of emotions and smiling and tearing up. And I'm just thanking y'all for just taking the time to share. Um as we as we close, I, I just want y'all to, you know, share one last thing you'd like to share regarding Kevin, a memory that stands out for you or something that you've learned uh, from Kevin or in his passing, anything, um, anything that stands out. And it, it could be from him or just, you know, what you've learned as far as after him passing because you know you didn't know he was gonna go you knew um, he was sick but I, i'll go i think what i learned from kevin's passing is to you know live every moment um like 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 it's your life you know like i like i said in the beginning you know i'm i'm working with kevin on on trying to you know, throw a throw a party that's completely curated, you know, managed, just everything, you know, coming from Kevin. And the next thing I know, you know, I can't I can't even talk to him anymore. Hmm. And I never, you know, it it whether it's it's Kevin or anybody else that's in your life, you never are prepared and you never expect to not be able to especially in this day and age, send a text and get a reply mm. or call and that other person answer on the other end. You never um, are prepared for that to happen. And the way that, you know, Kevin lived, like I said, we, we shared our, our common gripes and groans about the industry that we're in. And to hear you guys say, you know, he didn't recognize the... Uh, that he already had right um he didn't recognize the people that he was touched like kevin never knew how much he was an inspiration to me and i regret i regret not telling him because i can remember on several occasions him saying it to me right and I think that is one of the things that I've learned is to appreciate better um, the people that are in our lives and the time that we have with those people. Because like I said, you, you never know. Right. And, you know, I continue to carry Kevin with me every single time I step in the DJ booth. Every mm. single time. Mm. because he was just he was he was that inspiration for me and it's crazy because i i only had a chance to know him for all of a little mm. longer but wow. but yeah he he kevin was the man he was the man mm -hmm. that's beautiful that's beautiful teasy you still there baby 
still here. Um, what, what about you? This is a couple of things. Um, I'll say one thing that I learned from Kevin is to always live, you know, don't have your feet so planted on the ground. And I feel like, you know, time is very precious and, you know, sometimes it's not on our side. And so I feel like, you know, to take leaps and to never be afraid of taking risk of putting your heart on the line, Mm. you know, and taking those leaps and, you know, and don't always think about what the what ifs, the the what can happen, you know, the things that could happen, but think about the possibilities of all the great things that could happen. So that's number one, you know, to live more freely, I'll say on the wild side of things, of just, you know, soar for anything, you know, in life and what you want and, you know, mm-hmm. not be trying to, go by, you know, being so scared to take risks and when you got to have your feet firm on the ground because you know, you know, you can't fall. Hmm. So that's number one. Yeah. Um, and number two, one thing I loved about Kevin was the fact that the matter of when he spoke, he spoke with such assurance of his worth like he knew his worth mm-hmm. and no matter whether it was in the dj life or you know relationship aspects he didn't tolerate this disrespect and that showed me everything i need to know about him and what type of man he was because at the end of the day he but you know i feel like he wouldn't stay anywhere that he felt like he wasn't being appreciated or, you know, his talents wasn't appreciated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always tell, I say, you know your worth. And that's something I will always respect you for because sometimes we get so stuck in what we want and the things that we want to go after. And we don't really get the glory, the glory that we deserve, especially when it came to him being in, the DJ life, you know, a lot of places that he was being DJing at, you know, I'll say, why are we not going here no more? And it was, you know, well, you know, I don't feel like they appreciate me or my see my worth. So I'm taking my business somewhere else. That's he right. never said mm-hmm. I'm going to go somewhere. He said I'm taking my business somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just felt like, you know, for those moments where he did feel like I'm not at my fullest potential, I think in some standpoints, Kevin knew his potential. He knew that at some point he was there. You know, maybe it was the people surrounding him that didn't, you know, the the people who failed him didn't really see it. And so that made him, you know, have second thoughts about it. But at, at the end, I feel like he always knew his worth. And that right there, that's that that made him stand for a lot because mm. he was no fool and I and I highly doubt that he you know would set himself out to be played like a fool 
That's it. So that's one thing that I, I really, I will never forget that. And I hold it dear to my heart. As many as the conversations we've had, every conversation we had has some type of substance and value as well as a lesson to it. Hmm. And I always, so I say, you always got a story for me. You got a lecture for me every time. Mm. And, and you know, I, I, I respect him. I know wow. it, was one, it was one moment where I was in a club and my grandmother passed. She, my great-grandmother passed. And he invited me out. You know, I went out. And we were at Pure Lounge. And I said, you know, can you turn the music down? I'm just going to say a prayer. I'm going to write down some thoughts that I have in my phone while you DJ. And I hope that that don't throw you off. And he, he let the music play. He bought his hookah. He sat right beside me and he let me pray. And from there, I said, you know what? <laughs> it, that right there, it, it, it put the biggest smile on my face and not only my face, but my heart. Mm. And and for I will ever be forever grateful for that because sometimes you know when you look at a spirit spiritual aspect, certain people don't accept it or they they feel like they're too embarrassed to do things like that in the midst of especially in a club for one. So right, right, that right there it told me everything I need to know about his spirit, his manlyhood, and where he came from. That's and beautiful. so I will always remember that from him, the, his birth. And to always to take leaps throughout for the rest of my life because I feel like for me, with me always trying to have my feet so planted on the ground, I miss out on things. And so I feel like we're taking leaps. It's mm. not more so about a risk that I'm taking, but, you know, just living in the moments and enjoying, indulging in those happy moments. So, wow. yeah, that, that's, my, that's my piece on that. Just when you think that he wasn't listening to his mommy and his daddy. <laughs> and then oh, I hear oh. you say stuff Let like that. Let me tell you something. Oh, he brought y'all up every conversation. <laughs> every <laughs> conversation. He said, I want a woman like my mother. Mm. And when I, I and it was that it was when I prayed in the club that he said, I received it. I feel like you would definitely be someone I want to meet my mom. <laughs> he definitely said that. He said, oh, you prayed in church. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my and goodness. I used to always say, I know your mother is a wonderful mother. He's like, Aww. he's like, I get on their nerves, but they love me. They oh, love yeah. Me all of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. How many years did y'all know each other? Mm. Well, how long did I want to say 20, 2018 really 2017 2018 mm. Mm. wow that's mm -hmm. beautiful I saw somebody right uh, Kevin lived his life like it was his birthday every day <laughs> oh he really did didn't I, he I think he invited me out to his 30, 33rd birthday 33rd mm -hmm. birthday and I just was like, oh, this is a party. And next thing he was like, you're going to come to Rose Bar. You're going to pull up at Abigail. You're going to come here. Come. I'm like, you were hot on way. You was just in 1942. What's going on? Right. And I had to understand that that was his lifestyle. 
And I said, I want to, I told her, I said, I want to be like you when I grow up. I want to celebrate my life just as much as how you celebrate yours. <laughs> and that I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Take a special woman, I, though, I said, to, oh, to hook wow. up with a DJ. The DJ life is, is, is woo. Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> it's oh, a busy life. When I told her, I said, I said, if you don't give me, if you don't start taking me, in the day, hit me up in the daytime. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't gonna make it. And I tell you what, he started calling me and saying, "Are you off for of work? You know, before I go to work, would you like to go out?" Aww. And that's one thing I appreciated. Girl, he, said, he took me. I, he took me to this ramen spot, and it was like from there he took me to this Chinese spot, and he told me about. How everybody in the club, after a night at the club, they would go to this Chinese place down Chinatown and eat. And he would tell me everything about what they talk about. And <laughs> it turned into him periodically hitting me up like, I'm not DJing. I got a DJ tonight, but we can go out so you don't think that. I'm just inviting you out to the club for, you know. <laughs> and well, let we just started going out. Wow. I'm a vouch for him because the reason why he ain't called you during the day because he would sleep all day. He would sleep all day. Yeah, I said, you know, I said, uh-uh. I said, we better have one day outside of the club. Right. And, it. and it went from there. And, and I said, okay, okay, mm. okay, we get somewhere. And we yes. got somewhere. And I would appreciate that. Aww. I appreciate that. He always, one thing I said, he always talked about. If if he didn't talk about anything else, he talked about his morals, his family, and his daughter. He always talked about you all. And I said, you know, I, I never, you know, I can't wait to meet them. I said, you talk very highly of your family. And that's why when he wanted me to meet his sister. And, you know, I actually seen her in the club. But I think, I think she was heading out. He was like, you will meet another time, man. I think she drunk. He was like, I want to meet my sister. He had just got off the set. The club was closing. I don't know if it was for her birthday or just her being out. But he was like, I wanted to introduce you to my sister. And I said, why you want to introduce me to you? How you know I'm a good woman? What if uh-huh. I'm just another one of these girls that come out for free drinks? Yeah. He was like, because I know my mother would like you. And he like, I don't... I don't, I don't be too pressed to bring people around my family. So <laughs> I said, okay, so I, I feel I feel like that's an honor. He said, you better. Mm-hmm. He was say you better. And he know. It, yep. He know. I just thought that that was, I, I thought that that was very special. That's beautiful. That is it, beautiful. Yes. He, I, he loved you all. I know mm. that. For a fact, Thank you for sharing that. Very much. Thank you for sharing. He always talked about y'all. If anything else, mm. wow. He got. He knew y'all the values which y'all set out for him, and for that, he said he always said, "I want to follow in my mom and dad." Yeah. Wow. Thank you, baby. Thank you for sharing that. That's how mm. we talk. I just sit there and would look and just. Hmm. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I would follow something like that right there. That, your heart. Yeah. I'm saying, your heart I, 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 look, 
everything that y'all spoke of, I I, it, it, I feel every the exact same way. And the crazy thing is that just by him not being here no more, it hurts a little bit more. But while he was here, the whole time I could just think of like, man, this guy right here, he gonna make it. Like he's gonna be the next big DJ out of this area. And I saw that in him. I saw that that in him. And to know that now he's not with us any longer and is still living on in, in a different kind of fashion, it just it just makes me realize that the talent and, and, and the love and, and the spirit, it don't die. Like he living on through us is through us pretty much now. Yes. His talent's going through us. And I think that's the biggest part I'm taking out of this because, you know, um it, it brought a lot of people together. It really did. So by bringing a, a lot of people together, I think that that's the biggest outcome to this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We have to now use that to honor him, especially on his birthday. Yes, Lord. Yes. He brought a lot of people together, changed a lot of lives. Exactly. And uh, he, he, got, he got me and I'm sure a whole lot of other folk looking at life differently. Looking at life differently. Yes, indeed. And, and what I want to say uh, to you and all of you all listening, take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves because I know the work of a DJ, the work of a, a director, any kind of work you can do can can uh, you can get so busy trying to to grind and trying to get to where you're going that you forget about you and you don't take care of yourself. Mm. And I'm talking about your health. Drink your water, hydrate. Lay off some of that meat that's causing prostate cancer. Not saying that Kevin had prostate cancer, but it does cause prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. Eat some more fruits and vegetables. Get your checkups. Go to the doctor. Find out what your numbers are. Because that was one thing Kevin did not do. He did not take care of himself. He took care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, playing the music and making sure everybody else was right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and he loved what he did. He was passionate about it, but he didn't take time for him. He just felt he needed to be everywhere all the time, all day long. So that that's the thing I would leave with everybody. <clears throat> Make sure you take care of yourself because we only got one body. We only got one body and you got to treat it right. And I know y'all want to hear that. Yeah, I'm preaching <clears throat> I know y'all don't want to hear, but it's the truth. It's the truth because, you know, that was the thing that took Kevin out of here. His, you know, the bad health, Um, not taking care of himself as he should, Mm -hmm. you know. So if anything, um, if you want to, you know, honor his life, honor it by taking care of yourself, you know. But uh, this was beautiful. This was beautiful. I thank God for the people that he placed in Kevin's life that I now get to hear from, like, yo- like you all. 
And it's a blessing just to be connected with you guys. You are some beautiful brothers. You are some beautiful brothers. I see you. I may not like everything that you're doing, but you come through my stream or you come through my feed whenever I'm online every now and then. And I see what you're doing. And you're doing some beautiful things, guys. You really are. Keep it up. I think uh, TZ dropped off. Um, Keep up the good work. I'm here for you. And just like you all have supported me and everybody out there, just like you have supported me, I'm here for you, too. Um, I ain't saying I got a billion dollars to send, but I got prayers. I got a good heart. You know, I'm here. You know, I'm here for you. So know that I'm in your corner. And from here to I take my last breath. And I just thank y'all for taking this time to share in my baby's birthday. Um, because y'all know if he was here, he'd be trying to find a way to make it happen. do. <laughs> Y'all know that. Y'all know that. He'll be looking out the window every two seconds to see when this stuff is going to slow, slack up. Definitely. But uh, I I just thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for being a part of this today. And I thank everybody out there for listening. Um, I don't even know how to close this because I don't even want it to end, but I know it has to end because I got to let these brothers go be about their business. But I thank y'all for being a part of this. And uh, this podcast was brought to you in part by uh, my business covered body care and you could uh, reach and take a look at my uh, website at covered coveredbodycare.com and again i thank you all for being here i love you Corey. i love you brilliance take care you of yourselves too. okay you too. Love you too. Love you all too. right take all right. care all right, all right. Bye-bye. bye-bye